Perhaps it was the shock of it. Forgot that sometimes this aisle is less than tolerant. I wasn't just stepping through manure. This lady was talking it. Captured the word and held them up like apostrophes. I was out walking in the sticks without a walking stick. On the trails, up on the moors, holiday, a short trip. Got talking to this friendly lady, age late 40-ish. Local North Yorkshire husband and the two dogs she with. Yeah, she was polite to me. She can keep the compliments. After some chit-chat, let slip some comments that were, let's just say, unfortunate. She said that one time she went to the city to visit her daughter's kids and was surprised to see how it changed. And this is the awkward bit. It's nothing to do with race, she said, and said it confident, unconscious she was about to become one of those racist apologists many accomplices that keeps the insidious thinking in this kingdom tabloid and populist. She said, all this political correctness doesn't fix the joblessness. On city street corners, it's a shame there's just so many foreigners. No offence to you and your sort. Fingers pointing toward her skin. As if saying no offence somehow made it alright to be spouting the horriblest derogatory nonsense that she did. England isn't English anymore, she said. There's no ignoring it. Rare, 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 she said that sort of thing. Wishing for some long ago time where white English was dominant. Pledging allegiance to St George, God and King, Cotton Chips, Jam Scones and last night at the prom they sing Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem in this green and pleasant land. Well, that's the long and the short of it. And normally I'd give it the shortest shrift, but my short temper short-circuited made me feel like I was one short of the shortbread tin. Drawn the short straw, broke the camel's back and I'm like, surely miss. Check your history. Perhaps you're short a bit? Now I'm blessed to be born on these shores I live. Despite the flaws in the House of Lords or with members of Parliament, despite the problematic past, I'll never call it quits and we can talk about Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Let me point you back to remember the former things. And I stand pointing at a standpoint, play the part of the chronologist, hoping that she understands my point. Time for a temporal shift, but she's looking defensive like, who appointed him? Now here's the thing, I might be from the South, but you're giving a bad name to my Northerners. No tawdry mess, haughtiness, southern softy, off-key at best, and she was wishing for Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. And did those feet in ancient time walk upon England's mountain green? Did they? No, they didn't. Jesus never walked this country. Why they sing it? Because... Though the myth is fiction, it speaks to tradition of English exceptionalism, the essence of Great Britain, an excuse for empire. To say the Messiah was here is the epitome of ego-driven. Let's just edit the story. Took out the bits we didn't like, like we took out lives. Literally. The lyrics to Jerusalem were butchered from William Blake's literature by English propagandists in 1916 who tried to glorify the killing by the military, whereas the writer William Blake meant it as a form of criticism. Satanic mills? No doubt. Run on the multinational slave trade victims on which we built our industry, of which the writer was in opposition. But if you really want to know about the gods that have walked here, in England's mountain green, walked the countryside that you're living in, you can check your history and find an alternative divine trinity. Where we were stood in Yorkshire was almost on Wade's Causeway, a passage for travellers long obscured to us this day. From the market town of Moulton up to Whitby's waves, we walked the same paths Great did long before this age. Recall the late 1600s, a wealthy man, John Moore living up north, while James II declared better days for minority faiths through new laws. This John Moore bought the freedom of York, the keys to the city, a man of much import. Guess what? John Moore was a blackamoor. Years before the plague struck the city, when victims lay outside the walls, he probably paid people a wage and helped once again to make the city secure. That African man would have walked these roads before we were born. 
But she's looking at me cynically. Clearly, I'm not reaching through, through the monolith, monoculture myth that she's deep into. Right now, she don't believe the truth. So I get medieval. Like black knights give a black eye to white knights in the jousting tournament. Take it back to John Blank, one of our forebears sent. You know Henry VIII? Now she's nodding her head. His first wife, Catherine of Aragon, in 1511, historical documents, the Westminster Roll. You see the trumpeters at the event? The middle one on the right? Another African, evident. A successful royal attendant, according to the records, and the facts represent you couldn't have no fanfare without the black African guy present. So you know so-called black moors tracked these moors for centuries, building Jerusalem here on England's pleasant pasture scene? In fact, do you even know what Jerusalem means? Most scholars think the name means City of Peace. And despite the last hundred years giving it a particularly bitter irony, envisioning a Jerusalem here is not a bad thing to be trying to see. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Not rule Britannia or send in her victorious. Don't get it twisted thinking the lyrics are about the empire of Victoria ruling the whole world and supremacy over foreigners. But if you want to see real empire, let's take it back to Yorkshire. A Roman emperor ruled the whole world as they knew it at the time. 193 AD, some of his buildings still survive. Septimus Severus, Roman emperor, and the evidence, surprise, shows that he lived in York for at least three years of his life. He was over 60 and arrived with his family and his wife after uniting the empire after decades of civil war and strife. He was an African man, of greatness so great that when he died he was deified, after which York was established as the capital of the north, all of which implies there wouldn't be no York in Yorkshire except thanks to the black guy. Are you getting all my thoughts here? These Africans walked here, long before the Angles came and made this land anglicised. There wouldn't be no Great Britain if these great immigrants hadn't arrived, with their mental fight, arrows of desire on their chariots of fire. We walk on roads scorched out by ancestors whose faces didn't look white. They looked like mine. Silence. We stopped our walk up on a hill in the fading daylight. I don't like to get political, she said. I smiled. Jerusalem was written and performed by testament.